Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seat. The show is about to start. Hey guys, what's up? It's Phoebe. It's Mike. This is the Mike and Phoebe show on Alternative Twist Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Friday. Yeah. Today is February 10th, and actually we're recording on Wednesday, so, you know, but it is Friday. Happy Friday. (laughs) Happy Wednesday and Friday. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So we got tons of awesome news for you guys. So um, first off, we are happy to announce that we have a new sister station. Yes. Yes. It's called Barn Door Radio. It's an all-indie country, folk, bluegrass, Americana gospel music, and mountain music. Yes. Yeah, so we're very excited. We just launched that earlier this week. So um, send in your submissions, all original music, please, for country, bluegrass, folk, Americana, um, gospel. Uh, Yes, Uh, blue. Is it blues also? No, no blues. No No blues. No No. blues, sorry. It's it's mainly country music and bluegrass and Mm -hmm. gospel. Yeah, so send in your music submissions to guess what it is barndoorradio at gmail.com. <laughs> That's right. And um, we are already um, having live music streaming right now, and it's on um, www.barndoorradio.org. Yes. Yeah, so if you have already sent in your music, your music is already playing, so you would have gotten a reply back um, on your emails, and um, sub- uh, subscribe to them on their social media also. And it's, guess what it is? Radio at barn door radio That's pretty easy right. all across the board we got facebook instagram twitter tiktok we're on tiktok too for them yep so um go check them out support your a new indie radio station and we will be airing uh, we are airing music already so that's really exciting yeah yeah so that's um the first off and we got tons of awesome um artist um spotlights that i just finished doing and will be doing for the month of february so uh let's see here we got uh, a band called well Ooh. question mark well well again yeah well and then um Eloina, she's from the uk awesome artist very excited to talk to her and then another um band called this river i mm. love i love these band names very unique this river that river every other river <laughs> let's float on down the river so that's this river and then we got another one called title holder that's a very cool band name so that's coming up for february and march and we're all currently doing a ticket giveaway yes pennsylvania folks in the house pay attention hamburg if you're near hamburg even within like a you know an hour 30 minutes maybe and you want to see some free wrestling and um you're free on february 18th which is a saturday i believe we're doing a free ticket giveaway for hamburg pennsylvania so um go to our social medias any of our socials and find the contest post so then um, on the contest post you just gotta say hey give me free tickets and you'll be in the drawing and we're having the drawing actually when this airs it's going to be, oh, actually already done. <laughs> Is it <laughs> because, really? Yeah, because uh, it's going to be on the 10th at 3 p.m. Oh. So this video will air um, 8 p.m. Oh. that day. So anyway, I'm telling you about it anyway. So... um Another thing about it, um, one of our artists is doing the entrance music to one of the wrestlers um, entrance music. So the wrestler is Jay Flyer, very cool guy. Mm -hmm. That is Mr. Hangtime himself. So um, check that out. And the artist is Grimrock. So Grimrock's entire song will drop the next day, February 19th. 
So um, Grimm is going to be airing, premiering his song for the entrance uh, for Jay Flyer. And on top of that, we're going to be interviewing Grimrock and Jay Flyer. And that is going to be on, uh, let's see here, when is the interview? I'm looking here, I'm, I'm spacing out here. Um, the interview is going to be coming up soon. Oh, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be it's actually um, the eighth. Yeah, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, there you go. So we're going to be airing that before the uh, wrestling event. So that's going to be really cool. So the event is going to be on February eighteenth at the historic Hamburg Field House in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, so that's going to be re- really cool. So check out our social medias for the um, ticket and information about the um, interview. Another thing we got going on, we are supporting the Paris Valley African American History Committee. They are doing an event in honor for Black History Month. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be really cool. We're covering that event. Yes. So that's going to be Sunday, February 26th. It's an all-day event. So if you happen to be in Paris or close to Paris, stop on by on Sunday, February 26th. It's an all-day family event. It's free. They're going to have vendors. There's going to be a unity walk there that starts at 830 in the morning on the front lawn in front of City Hall. And if you know Paris, you know where City Hall is and um, you, you know where the lawn is. <laughs> so they're going to have the unity walk at 830 in the morning. And then they're going to have a, a Hall of Fame display, which is going to be really cool. We're yeah, very excited yeah. about that. That's going to be very nice. Yes. So that's going to be from 10 to 5 at the Bob Glass Gymnasium. So stop on by. They're going to have uh, awards. They're going to have performers, food. It's a gospel fest. So check it out. It's a free family event. Um, it's going to be beautiful. And um, they are also accepting vendor applications. So they will have vendors there. Sure, we will. Yep. And the vendors will be um, on the outside. So if you want to um, sign up as a vendor, call Regina. She's part of the uh, African American History Committee. So Regina's phone number is 951 400 So 951 951- four zero zero five two zero five okay so um go ahead and check that out it's going to be a really good event and we'll be covering that on social media also so you can stay tuned to our social media for um live coverage now on to funny news Ooh, there we go yeah yes my deep deep um research finding funny news we have enough of the regular news in this world you know what i mean oh yeah i mean come on we all know it's over covered so n- people are not talking about funny news, weird news, odd news. So I'm here for you guys. Mike is here for you guys. And we give our own little spin. We do a little commentary. You know, we got to put our two cents in. From, oh, we sure do. From the peanut gallery. <laughs> you know, we got to we gotta let you guys know what we think, right? Our two pennies. Yeah. <laughs> two shiny pennies. <laughs> Sometimes a little dirty pennies, you know, on the floor. But anyway, okay, so according to uh, mirror.com.uk, okay, this is from the UK, um, a lady says, I got kicked out of a wedding after stopping my girlfriend. Oh, not a lady. Sorry. I got kicked. <laughs> I got I got kicked out of a wedding after stopping my girlfriend from catching the bouquet. All right. So this is a dude. Oh, yes. Okay. Dude says a man has been slammed online for admitting to slapping the wedding bouquet on the floor so that his girlfriend couldn't catch it despite being removed from the venue. <gasps> mm. It sounds like. <laughs> There's some issues there. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy, oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> he couldn't just be okay being removed from the venue. Okay, no. so what's the story there? But then he had to take it a step further and um, accost the bride. <laughs> and 
toss the bouquet. So no. <laughs> it's almost like uh, beating somebody with it. <laughs> so, okay, why? Okay, people often see the selection of quirky traditions at a wedding. Okay, we know that. Okay, so, so oh, this is actually originally from Reddit. You know, tons of stuff from Reddit. We love that. Yeah, of course. Okay, so the guy says... He admitted to causing a stir at his sister-in-law's wedding. Sister-in-law's wedding. Sister-in-law. Dude, like, come on. Don't cause a scene at your sister-in-law's wedding. So he was the uh, wedding crasher. <laughs> I guess he was invited, then he crashed it after getting <laughs> kicked out. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what they do. It's just like that movie, The Wedding Crashers. <laughs> Okay, so uh, causes her at his sister-in-law's wedding after he stopped his girlfriend from catching the bouquet. Captioning, am I an a-hole from interview, inter- interfering in the bouquet toss at my girlfriend's wedding? Yes, you... A-hole? Yeah. So that's what he said, a-hole. My girlfriend, uh, we'll call her Maggie, quote-unquote. Okay, so this uh, the name has been changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> of course, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, Maggie and I went to her sister's wedding on Sunday, January 22nd. It was a great event. All things went well for the most of the evening. Okay, mm. hmm. he's building up the drama, the suspense. Yeah. This was the first time he met Maggie's mother, and I had already met the rest of her family. So, good times. A good, good impression already. Mm-hmm. Meeting the parents. <laughs> the first time. When it came to time for the bouquet toss, Maggie was one of the first ladies of the group to try and catch it. I thought I had an opportunity to be funny and lift the mood. Ugh. So I stood behind Maggie and slapped the flowers to the ground before she could catch them. Kind of like a, a basketball you're blocking. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> not you. Not this time. Not, uh, no way. <laughs> I don't know if she actually would have been the one to catch him, but I did it anyways. I was doing it as a joke, which I thought would be obvious to everyone. I was like being 0.1% serious. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm actually not interested in marriage. He's in his 20s. Okay, well, don't be a, a, a Dumas. Mm. Dumas, I'm mispronouncing, you know, the word. Of course. And yeah. and uh, take the attention away from the bride. See, that's what that's what gets me. He thought he was being funny yeah. and in and trying to get, you know, attention to himself. Yeah, he's an attention whore. Mm-hmm. I really had no bad intentions and wasn't trying to upset anyone. I thought I would get a chuckle from the crowd. Oh <laughs> he, he got a chuckle and a slap. <laughs> After I slapped the bouquet to the floor, there was an audible gasp <gasps> from everyone around, followed by an awkward silence. I was a little embarrassed, but I laughed anyway to try to non-verbally show everyone that it was a joke. Nobody laughed, dude. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. They saw your little issue. <laughs> And saw what you were doing. <laughs> they, they, they got your number long before you even gave it out. <laughs> After a bit, the moment had passed and everyone was starting a big dinner. Okay, so then it, it, they moved forward. Nobody talked to me and I was getting a couple sideways glances. That's right. Maggie's mother eventually pulled me aside and very respectfully asked me to leave. That's you right. gotta go. <laughs> Get to step in. You being stupid. You must leave. Bitch slap me and I'll bitch slap you out of here. <laughs> to which he obliged. I didn't want to cause a scene. But you already did, dude. Dumbass. You jumped up in the air. You did a little Nike, you know, whoops, whatever. <laughs> Nike air jump. He thought there was a net there. So he's like, oh, net. <laughs> nope. Yeah, no net. 
A few weeks later, my girlfriend and her sister are over it. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. But the mom still seems weird about it. I haven't spoken to her since. Okay, so seeking advice. Was this an a-hole move? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Or was it just a lighthearted joke that was just misinterpreted? It doesn't matter. A-hole move. Yeah, you were getting attention from away from the bride. It's that's not that's not the way to go. So it goes on to say a lot of people are saying you're a hole. You know, it's not it's not a tradition many people take to heart. Now you're really going to have to do something to really make up to the mom. That's right. You're really going to have to do something now. Yeah, and you better be doing something special, otherwise, mm-hmm. then you're going to be asked out of the family. Yeah. So it didn't go into you know I want to hear is. What issues do you have that you feel like you had to jump up and do Nike air hoop, whoops, you know, thing into the uh, the basketball? Why why did you need to do that? Number one, okay, and um, why are you putting it on Reddit now? Like you know, so you need to get attention. Yeah, because that's attention, two yeah. things already. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you know, if everyone else is over it but yourself, then okay, what what's the issue here? True. Yeah. So now it it went from Reddit to mirror.com and now to uh, alternative twist. <laughs> okay, so we won't get into his issues. We don't know what happened that that was the end of the story. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's it. <laughs> but he got kicked out. So oh, boohoo. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Better luck next time. I know, right? Okay, so another story from mirror.com.uk. Um, another uh, situation relationship kind of a weird funny story okay woman's head is scrambled after a stranger sends her an urgent warning about her husband Hmm. what does that mean what does that mean a woman claims that she does not know what to do or uh does not know what to think after receiving a message from a suspicious facebook profile intended to warn her about her husband's behavior Mm. Mm -hmm. yes if you received a random message out of the blue warning you against someone in your life what would you do This is a question that's puzzling people, puzzling one woman about receiving a message about her husband. The wife was stunned to receive a friend request from a stranger on Facebook and was even more surprised as to what the person was saying about her husband, her partner. So she uh, was keen to investigate and she responded. She took the bait. Mm. She said, what? You talking about my husband? Huh? What? Hey, what are you? What? 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 Yeah. So she claimed she was unable to find out all the information. (laughs) And um, she wasn't able to get the information that she wanted from the suspicious profile. Mm -hmm. She has no other friends on Facebook. What? She got no friends on Facebook? That's the only one that she got? (laughs) A random. So that's the random friend that she got, and that's the random friend that she's going to get the information from? (laughs) You know, really, it sounds like to me, it's a scammer move. Okay, uh, I, I, this happened to me earlier this week, actually, just two yeah. days ago. Uh, yeah, it sounds like a scammer move. Like they're gonna, they're gonna, uh, you know, dangle a little piece of meat in front of you, a little piece of candy, a little piece of carrot, and say, hey, 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 um, I want to get your attention. Mm-hmm. And, and they do. Mm-hmm. They oh, do. yeah, they sure they do. do. They sure the freck do. Mm-hmm. I have a story to tell you. Okay, oh, anyway. Boy. I'll, di- I'll tell you the story because you know what? It, it's it's about story time, right? Funny news. So I was not feeling that great that day. You know, all the women out there, we know. We know what goes on uh, every month. You know, it's it's not a happy time. So that was number one. Number two, um, I get a lot of random uh, Facebook messages, you know, and that's okay. That's part of our job. I'm cool with that. So it was timing. Okay. Dude messaged me random message me his profile picture was uh, he looked like he was about 60s to 70s a little Mm. older gentleman okay oh oh yeah 
I will tell you, I am 43, okay? So I don't know if I look 43, I am 43, okay? Gonna be 44 soon, okay? Then he messages me and says, hi, Phoebe, you look so familiar to me. What class did you graduate? I graduated class of 1980. And, uh, and he says, were you in my class? You look so familiar. I was like, excuse you, 1980? If I'm 43, do the math. That makes me, I was born in 1979. How can I look familiar to you when you're 70 years old, looking like he was 70 anyway, and he thought I was someone in his class? If he graduated in 1980, I was born in 79. So timing to me, it ruined my whole afternoon, quite frankly. So anyway, the reason why I bring this up, random messages. Mike told me, you know what, he's just a random. Don't worry about it. I said, I know. If it was the next day or so, I would have been over it, whatever, ha ha. But I, he said it could have been a scammer. They, they, they want to dangle that information just to engage you in conversation. That's exactly what they do. Yeah. And then, oh, okay. Oh, so you're not, you know, from my class. What do you do? Oh, I need money. Hey, 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 hey. How, right? how are you doing? Mm -hmm. What did you do today? Mm-hmm. So um, that's my story about that because I think that was a scammer. And uh, well, I will happily believe that was a scammer because uh, there's no way I look like I was in class of, uh, you know, high school, college in 1980. Please come on, put your glasses on, dude. Put your cleaning glasses and pay attention. <laughs> could have been. You could have been walking there when you were, what, one year old? <laughs> come on. I wasn't anyway. So that's my story. So anyway, so that's a scammer. I'm going to believe that's a scammer. So just the yeah. same as lady on Facebook who doesn't have friends got a message from a, a rando as a scammer. That's right. He's trying to engage. Hey, hey, what's up? What's up? Hey, hey, hey. And then, uh, oh, I need money. Mm. Yeah. So that was my little, my little honest story there. Little shindig. <laughs> okay. Here's another funny one out of Sky News. Okay. This is very interesting. Uh, about AI. Artificial intelligence. Oh, we love these ones. Yeah. So the headline says at a Sky's new Sky News, is advanced AI actually smart? No, it's actually using the same system as a pigeon. As pigeon. Okay, so that caught my eye. Say AI and pigeons. Oh heck yeah, I'm I'm clicking on that story. Clickbait, right? I already know what this one's <laughs> gonna be. You already know you heard about it? No, but oh. I know. I can already tell. <laughs> okay. Researchers have found that the way to p that pigeons learn is much more the same as how humans teach artificial intelligence, albeit the birds operate at a far smaller scale. No, duh. Mm -hmm. So the world's best artificial intelligence is, on the basic level, the same as uh, the pigeon. Okay. Uh, this is new research. Okay. So it's not old research. True having undertaken a deep study into the inner workings of the bird's brain, researchers found that the brute force techniques uh, they use to share similarities with AI. Hmm. Hmm. Much like AI is to taught to identify patterns and objects recognized by humans, the team at the University of Iowa discovered pigeons rely on a repetitive trial and error approach. Yeah. yeah yes, do. we know yes. that. <clears throat> Tests saw that each pigeon show, uh, is shown a stimulus, each showing a different pattern, which the pigeons had to recognize by pecking on one or two of the buttons. Mm -hmm. That's my pecking, if you don't know. Uh, yeah. Good thing you're not a pigeon. <laughs> not that great at pecking, huh? Yeah, you'd starve. <laughs> Tests show each pigeon... Okay, I reread that. They also had uh, to do so based on characteristics such as line width, 
line angle and how the patterns are arranged. A correct answer yielded a tasty palate, but an incorrect response yielded nothing. Eventually, the pigeons memorized enough to get them a score of almost 70%. They just barely passed. Yeah. Poor pigeons. Then you hear them all the time about the wonders of AI, uh, all the amazing things it can do, but it beats the pants off of people playing chess. Okay. Tell me about the dang pigeon. Uh, I guess, was that it? This is the way of learning through recognition is known as associative learning, whereas humans usually rely on declarative learning. I did not know that. For example, most of us don't need to touch a hot stove to know that it will hurt, whereas something that relies on associative learning would. Aha! Okay, okay, that's where it's getting now. Okay, so that's kind of like, uh, is that almost the same thing here too? Is like uh, birds when they eat hot peppers, mm-hmm. uh, they don't taste the, you know, the, the, the hotness of it, of the seeds? I have heard that, that chickens, yes, that chickens don't have the taste buds to recognize the hot peppers. Hmm. Now, I don't know if pigeons have that same thing. Pigeons would be the same thing as uh, all birds. Yeah, but I think what this article is saying is that the pigeons learn by trial and error, Mm -hmm. whereas as humans, we learn by uh, knowing, you know, ahead of time, oh, that's going to be hot or something. Um, So let's see here. Tell me about the dang pigeons. Okay, of course, the computers can go beyond pigeons in their enormous memory and storage capacities, allowing them to store and process far more information than a pigeon brain would. But they're using a biological algorithm, one of nature has given them, whereas a computer is using an artificial algorithm that humans gave them. Okay, it's not answering the question. It just just barely fed you a little information about the pigeons. So usually pigeons go round and round and round. So is that basically saying that the AI goes round, round and round? I don't know. I have no idea. That's a good question. Hmm. I really don't know. Uh, this this article um, leaves me uh, hanging a little bit. It just barely gives you information. Yeah. That ain't cool. Yeah. Okay. Talking about humans. <clears throat> Here's another one. This one's a little bit like, ugh, or at least ugh, to me. According to Reuters.com, Human hair recycled in Belgium will be used to protect the environment. Okay, this what? is... <laughs> the reason why I looked at this, I clicked on this, is because it's an issue for us. You know, we're husband and wife. I have a lot of hair, and hair falls everywhere. When the, you know, I'm blow-drying my hair on the floor. So that's the thing. I was like, oh, that's interesting. How can my hair that I pick up off the floor <laughs> and sweep... But what if everybody's bald like me? <laughs> so, See, then, <laughs> so then the world ends because nobody's <laughs> able to save the environment. So out of Brussels, Belgium, <laughs> that is a good question. Okay. okay. All right. So people in Belgium are sweeping up. <laughs> I can't even. Are sweeping and bagging up their hair. And they're actually bagging it from their customers, handing it over to a NGO that recycles it to protect the environment. So if you got a lot of hair clippings, you've been saving it, this is where you need to send it to, NGO in Belgium, okay? Do they get paid for it? I don't know. Hmm. The Hair Recycle Project feeds locks and tresses into a machine that turns them into matted squares. Oh, matted squares that can be used to absorb oil and other hydrocarbons, hydrocarbons, polluting the environment or made into biocomposite bags. Isn't that interesting? Biocomposite bags. Yeah. 
So just imagine. So the hair, you know, when you when you blow dry your hair, ladies, you know, in the hairbrush, it's, you know, it gets weird and tangly. So just imagine recycling that material into uh, matted squares. And that's used to absorb oil and other pollutants. So the project co-founder, Patrick Jansen, explained that one kilogram, which is equal to 2.2 pounds of hair. That's a lot of hair. That's holy. Yeah, geez. That's a lot of hair can absorb seven to eight liters, which is one, uh, almost two liters, a little over two liters, ah, two gallons, excuse me, almost over two gallons of oil and hydrocarbons. And he said the mats can be placed in drains to soak up pollution in water before it reaches a river. Ooh, can you imagine all that hair that you collect from the drain? (laughs) Being recycled. So actually all that hair can be used for good. So remember Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) <laughs> when you <laughs> complaining to me about <laughs> oh i'm still gonna complain about my hair on the floor <laughs> yeah look at oh it, it it absorbs everything and makes the clock look at that it's for good it swelled up five times its size what i hear out of this is my hair detached from my head is used for good i'm saving the world i'm saving the the environment <laughs> you're not saving our pipes that's for sure <laughs> I can't help that. <laughs> yeah. So if you need to send your hair, do send it to Belgium NGO. Yeah. yeah, yeah look it up. They'll take it. Yeah. They said uh, hair one strand can support up to ten million times its own weight, Oof. as well as absorbing fat and hydrocarbons. It is water soluble and highly elastic due to its keratin fibers. Well, look at that. Well, See. What about all the DNA? <laughs> There's a lot of DNA right there, boy. Holy smokes. <laughs> wow. So it goes on to say, you know, so there you go. Know. There, there you go. If you were wondering what to do with all that hair that you're collecting, there it is. Send it over. Yeah. Know Good, that luck. You're sa- Good luck. <laughs> know that you're saving the environment. <laughs> One hair strand at a time. <laughs> yeah. So some good news. So yeah, there you go. It's not, it's not that bad thing. Okay. Talking about, um, this is out of HuffPost.com. Uh, okay. Yeah. This is another hairy situation. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> the good segue. <laughs> okay. Researcher thinks he solved Bigfoot, the Bigfoot mystery. And you can do the math, too. Oh, boy. Hairy situation, indeed. That's not your sign, <laughs> your forte. No, it's not. <laughs> I hate math. Sasquatch sightings may come down to the simple formula. Isn't that interesting? A scientist, a data scientist, thinks he solved the mystery of Bigfoot, not by searching for the creature out in the wilds, not waiting for him in the fields, but sitting in the, in the office, crunching numbers, examining the math instead. Okay. Okay, by logic. The new preprint study published uh, online, data analyst says that many sightings could actually be black bears, which would be roughly the size and shape of a Sasquatch when walking on their hind legs. Okay. Then he's come up with the formula. Sasquatch sightings are statistically significantly associated with black population, with bear populations, such that on the average, one sighting is expected for every 900 bears. Okay. But was he out there counting to 900 bears? No. No. He was in the office. He was in the office (laughs) sitting on his ass doing absolutely nothing, (laughs) trying to calculate this crap. (laughs) Based on statistical considerations, it is likely that mo- uh, many supposed Sasquatch are really misidentified known forms. If Bigfoot is here, it may be many bears. 
The study includes... So he's not even out there. And he's, what bears actually stand on two and just start wandering through the forest? They don't do that like yeah. that. No. Yeah. They're on their fours. But he's not... That, the thing that gets me, number one, is he's not even in the field counting, no. okay, one, no. two, three, to 900 black bears. Then, okay, the next bear should be a Sasquatch. No, he's got his little aliens out there doing it. <laughs> so the, the study includes a map showing black bear populations and Bigfoot sightings overlapping in some places, especially the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Except for Texas and Florida. Florida? Florida? <laughs> the two states have plenty of Bigfoot sightings, and Texas has no real bear population, and Florida only has a small presence. So, does sure. that include in your, in your research, dude? No. Yeah. No. He also explained that other animals could, or people, can also be mistaken for Bigfoot. But he's not even out there in the fields, dude. And where was this guy from? I don't know. It doesn't say. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> I'm finding out here. <laughs> Usually when people say they've seen something like Bigfoot, they aren't lying about what they think they saw. But this doesn't mean they aren't mistaken. In a 2009 report, he found that a distinct overlap uh, between black bear populations, and we saw that already. The author of that study uh, wrote that overlaps suggest that many sightings of this cryptozoid may be cases of mistaken identity. Dude, where's your, where's your data? Yeah. yeah. Where, where is he from? Yeah, it doesn't say. So he's also talking about Loch Ness, Loch, ne Loch Ness Monster. He also talked about that. He debunked that mm -hmm. in his study. He's not out in the water to say, oh, there's nothing <laughs> here. I was not on the ship to say, nope. No. So he also told uh, the, in the research said that spotting a three-foot eel would be a one in, one in 50,000 event in the lock. For an eel, that's almost 20 feet or more big enough to be mistaken for Nessie. The probability is practically next to zero. There again, he's not out there on the boat. There's See? so many strange things in this world that we have never, ever even explored. And no. we're finding new things all the time. Mm -hmm. So how do these people really truly know if there really is anything like that or not? That's what I want to know. How can he do crunch the numbers when he's not even out in the field doing the investigative reporting? Like, really, dude? exactly so i don't know that was kind of interesting to me so uh, another news story animalistic okay Ooh, this could be great yes this caught my eye for real okay on upi.com woodpeckers stash 700 pounds of acorns in a wall of a california home i'll tell you when i saw the picture oh i can probably show it here's the picture i'm going to include it here all right wait a minute uh, woodpeckers yeah woodpecker not, oh. squ not squirrels no it's a woodpecker Okay, so uh, a pest control technician investigating an insect problem at a California home made a startling, startling uh, discovery. About 700 pounds of acorns had been stashed inside the house's wall by woodpeckers. It's, wow. it's a gross picture. So extreme pest control said he expected to find a dead animal inside the wall of a Glen Ellen home. So Glen Ellen's like in L.A. Mm -hmm. Where residents reported seeing maggots and mealworms emerging from the wall. Oh, oh, man. That's a, a, a nightmare for me. <laughs> yeah, but that's a delicacy for that dang uh, woodpecker. So the guy, the tech, um, cut a hole, a small hole in the wall of the second story bedroom and was shocked when acorns started pouring out of the opening. 
Jackpot. <laughs> Jackpot. Castro and his colleagues uh, discovered the acorns were piled about 20 feet high inside oh, the wall. Oh, yeah. Jackpot, boy, yes. <laughs> and he estimated about 700 pounds of acorns were removed. Wow. 700 pounds. That's a lot of acorn. That's only in that one wall. He didn't do all the other ones. <laughs> the technician said he investigated outside the home and discovered woodpeckers have been poking holes in the chimney stack and have been stashing their acorns in the openings for the past two to five years. <laughs> those, those woodpeckers are like, ha ha, sucker. You only got half of our style loot. <laughs> he said the acorns eventually fell through into the wall cavity. He said it took about eight hours to remove the acorns. That's that's pretty quick. He said he repaired the damage to the home's exterior and added screens to the protect the wood from the birds. The dang birds are saying, you, you took our food. You only took half of it. We started the other ones too. <laughs> other houses next door, your neighbors. That's, that's right. Oh, yeah. When I saw that picture, I was just like, ah. Yeah, the, the neighbors got loot too. <laughs> <laughs> the whole dang neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> it's a grocery store for the woodpeckers. That's right. <laughs> oh, okay. Then my last article that I found was very interesting. Uh, according to WTOPnews.com, a ex-official, ex-school official allegedly embezzled $1.5 million worth of what? Not money, not um, school documents, not school equipment. What do you think he embezzled $1.5 million worth of? Porn? No. Nah. <laughs> not porn not um food well okay i won't say food chicken wings <laughs> he loved the chicken wings I, mean, I know we love chicken and everything but holy crap are you kidding me he took all that chicken wings he ain't gonna be able to eat all that <laughs> oh but he will so the former school official in the district of chicago uh, is accused in a bizarre scheming a, a bizarre scheme involving more than one million dollars worth of stolen chicken wings. Hmm. <laughs> okay, let's see here. They launched an embezzlement scheme that resulted in the theft of wings that cost mo more than one and a half million in taxpayer money. Is that over a long period of time? We'll see. It's, oh, okay. We're going sorry, into that. Okay. Yes, sorry, go ahead. that's okay. <laughs> the alleged scheme be began during the height of COVID pandemic when the schools were closed uh, on state order and replaced by virtual learning. Despite the fact that children were learning remotely, the school district was still providing meals for pickup, which a lot of our schools were doing. Um, I remember that. Okay. Yes. From July 2020 until February 2022, for like two years, almost two and a half years, Little Liddell placed hundreds of unauthorized orders for food items, including 11,000 cases of chicken wings for which the district was billed for, for more than one and a half million. Ooh, wow. Through the school vendor, uh, Gordon Food Service. <clears throat> the purchases were made separately from legitimate orders made by the school district. Okay, so the, the, school, the food service believed all the purchases were authorized and billed for the district and billed the district for everything. The district paid the bills in full, <laughs> including the ones for unauthorized purchases. Wow. They said, okay, uh, one and a half million dollars for chicken wings. Check. Check. Pay. Check. <laughs> Pay. Who's the chicken now? <laughs> That's right. Bah, bah. <laughs> but in January 2022, the district manager, business manager, conducted a routine mid year audit and discovered the food service was more than 300000 
dollars over its annual budget with the school and only about a half over. I'm going into business for a chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> the closer review uh, discovered uncovered individual invoices signed for uh, by Liddell for absurd <laughs> quantities of chicken wings. <laughs> Surveillance videos. There's video on you, dude. Oh, there's video. <laughs> showed that Liddell showed up at the Gordon Food Service to pick up the food orders and would leave with them in a district cargo van. But the food had never brought to the school. Oh, boy. He just brought that all to the house. He had freezers full of chicken wings. Yeah, that's why he said chicken wing uh, business. That's what that's he that's what he went into. Prosecutor said it wasn't clear what he what she did. Oh, as a lady. Oh. Why did I think it was a guy? A pre- preconception in my head. Ah. So it was a lady. What she did with the chicken wings? Mm-hmm. The school district didn't even serve chicken wings to the students because they contained bones. Oh, for real? So then, why did they even buy them? Why have it available on the menu if they didn't even serve it? Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. So you know what? That's kind of the school's fault right there in the first place. Oh my God. The school district, okay, uh, doesn't even start because, okay, uh, let's see. The district cannot comment at this time because of the ongoing investigation. Of course not. However, we're fully cooperating with the authorities on this matter. Sure they are. Okay, do a little investigation and look up uh, Liddell Chicken Wings. Liddell Chicken Wings. <laughs> <laughs> she has her own restaurant. She's uh, her specialty is chicken wings. Uh, that's what I figured exactly. Why should she have to pay for it when somebody else could already pay for it? <laughs> that's might as well come out of the tax dollars in her pocket. <laughs> that's her retirement. So now that she's you know not working at the school district, that's what she's doing right now. That's yeah. her business side yeah. business. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> she got fired, and so she said, "Screw you! I got my own business." <laughs> that's my pension right there. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So that's all the stories I have. Uh, stay tuned on our social medias for upcoming news. We have uh, still a couple giveaways in the hopper. Sure that's do. happening. Yep. So we're excited about that. So um, and um, indie artists, if your country, bluegrass, Americana, gospel, um, if you write original music for those genres, submit it to our sister station, barndoorradio.org. Yes. Email at barndoorradio at gmail.com. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Mike and Phoebe show on Alternative Twist Radio, the only radio station based in Paris, California. Be sure to tune in for new episodes every week, Fridays at 8 p.m. Pacific on AlternativeTwist.com. 